Hey there. Thanks for joining us for the latest podcast from Resound Church. We really believe that together we are better. And our heart is to reach, send, nurture and disciple people as they become all that God has intended them to be. You can subscribe to our content on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or head over to our website resound.church forward slash app to grab our app which will keep you up to date with everything going on. We hope you're encouraged by today's message. Well, this morning we're starting a new series and our series is Grace. And was it going to come up? Okay. Um, And so it's called Grace. And what I get the privilege of this morning is to talk to you about grace. We're going to go through um, our values. As you know, our values are um, the acronym of grace, generous, relational. Just had a moment. It was a moment. Um, Authentic and then um, compelling, and then encouragement. And so over the next few weeks, we're going to actually hit each of those different um, values and you're going to be able to have it expanded and to be able to see a little bit more of where we're headed as a church in 2020. Here at Resound Church, we're really believing for God to do something in a greater way than he's ever done before in our church. Now, God has done extraordinary things over the years, and we're so thankful for that. But I'm believing, and I know I stand all the time, and I say I'm believing for more souls, but I really am. This year, I'm believing that in 2020, we're going to have more people saved than we've ever seen before in the life of this church. I'm believing for every seat to be filled, not because we just want to go, wow, great numbers. We want every seat filled because when a seat is filled, they're rejoicing and they're lifting up the name of Jesus and we're seeing change being able to be taking place in someone's life. So in this church for 2020, we're believing that God's going to do greater than he's ever done before. We're believing for the miraculous. We're believing that we're going to see signs and wonders. We're believing that when we lay hands on the sick, what? They shall recover. We're believing that if somebody um, needs healing in their body, that they will go back to the doctors and the doctor will say, we can't understand what's happened, but you're healed. Amen? That's what we're believing for. We're believing that marriages will be put back together. We're believing that if there needs to be restoration in different situations, that God's going to do that in 2020. But it's not just good enough to believe and just go, okay, God, well, I'll just let you. We've actually got to open up our hearts and say, hey, God, what do you want to do in me for this to become a reality? What do you want to do in me? What needs to come off me in 2020? We're doing these encounter nights and I encourage you. You might go, really, Ruth? We've already been to church Sunday morning. You want us to come out at night? Yeah, yeah, I really do. Do you want to know why? Because I believe that this church over this next 12 months is going to grow solid, more solid in the Word of God than we've ever been before. That when we pick up the Word of God, that it's going to speak to us more powerfully than it ever has before. See, when you pick up the Word of God and you start to read it and the revelation comes, something happens powerfully. 
And that's what we're going to be doing at Encounter Nights. We're actually going to be looking at the Word of God and saying, God, what are you saying to me in this Word? What are you speaking to me personally about? The encounter is encountering God in a way that we haven't before. But let me tell you, encounter is not just by coming and falling down under the power or or having a, a feeling all over us. Encounter is encountering God in the Word of God or encountering God in whichever manner that He wants to encounter us. I want to grow more than I've ever grown before. I want to read more than I've ever read before. I'm not a great reader. I'm slow. Wayne devours books. We're on holidays for two weeks and he read 10 books. Who does that? They're Wayne. Now, I read two and a half. I reckon that was an effort, a good effort. One of them wasn't even like a novel. I know, it was like a leadership book. (laughs) Whereas Wayne's just like, ah, done. Let's go down to the bookstore, buy us another one. Halfway through the day, yeah, that one's done. Like, how do you do that? But anyway, the more we put ourselves out there and say, God, we want to do something that grows us. This is an opportunity for you to do that. Our desire here at Resound is to see people come to faith. And I truly want us to understand what the word of grace means. See, as Christians, I'm not sure if we truly understand grace. I don't even know if I truly understand grace. I just sometimes feel like God's so good to me. But I put the restriction of grace. I put that restriction up. I go, I'm not good enough. I need to do more. I've got to be this for God to love me in a greater way. But God says, I just want you to come. Come to me. Let me extend my grace to you. Let me show you what that looks like. So this morning I'm going to be speaking about the word grace. You know, here we want to be people who show grace in the same way Jesus showed us grace. And not everyone who comes here will be like us. Well, that's good, isn't it? Because some of us don't want others like us to come. Like, you know, like me. But the truth is that God gives us grace, that as we extend the grace and God moves upon people's lives, people change and God does some powerful and incredible things in their life. Grace in simple terms is God's unmerited favour. In other words, grace is everything for nothing to those who don't deserve anything. Let me read that again. In other words, grace is everything for nothing to those who don't deserve anything. In the Webster Dictionary, the meaning of grace means unmerited love and favour of God, which is the spring and source of all benefits men receive from him. Grace is a virtue from God influencing man, renewing his heart and restoring him from sin. Ephesians 2, 8 to 9 says, For it was only through this wonderful grace that we believed in him. Nothing we did could ever earn this salvation, for it was the gracious gift from God that brought us to Christ. So no one will ever be able to boost, boast, not boost, boost juice. No one will ever be able to boast, for salvation is never a reward for God works, for good works or human striving. Jeepers, I really need to learn how to read. 
Our values can only be worked out by grace. They can only be worked out by grace. But it's understanding what grace is. So what is grace? I'll find it. I've been on holidays too long. In Ephesians 2 verse 8, it says, Only through this wonderful grace that we believed in him. It only goes on to say we can't earn it. Grace is never a reward. It is a gift. See, I believe that this word grace is one of the hardest things to accept in our life. It's one of the hardest things. And sometimes we think, God, how can you even love me? How can you even accept me for who I am, for what I've done? And God says, it's not about what you've done or who you are. It's my grace. It's just simply my grace. Grace is shown in the Old Testament and the New Testament. But in the Old Testament, they had to earn the grace. They had to bring the sacrifices. They had to do things to earn it. But when Jesus came to this earth and died on a cross for each and every one of us, suddenly no longer did we have to earn the grace, but it was given freely to us by a God who loved us so much. The Greek meaning of grace is cheris, from the word chario, which means charity. And charity means unconditional love. So grace means unconditional love. Unconditional love. Do we know what that means? As human beings, it is so hard to get our heads around unconditional love. I don't even love Wayne unconditionally. (laughs) You know? There are times where I'm like, Wayne, come on. And there are other times when he brings me that coffee in the morning, I suddenly go, oh. I love you so unconditionally. (laughs) But that's a condition. Exactly. Because he brought me my coffee. So I'm going to love him. But I actually need to love him regardless. Whether he brings the coffee or not. I did have to have a chat to him on the holidays about a coffee. It wasn't coming. (laughs) I know. But he was getting up at 5.30 in the morning. I'm just going to tell you all about him. 5.30 in the morning. I'm like, we're on holidays. Please, Jesus. 15 to 17 kilometres a day he walked. He'd get back and then he'd sit down and I'd make breakfast for him because I love him unconditionally. (laughs) Such grace. But the truth is... That grace needs to flow regardless of whether we feel the person deserves it or not. Whether we deserve it or not. Grace is unconditional. God's grace for us was a love that cannot be explained by human minds. This grace is not easily shown, but it was God's unconditional love for us all. You know, the other great thing about the word grace is in the English it's grace but in the Latin it's gratia meaning favour, charm or thanks. Gratia in turn is derived from gratis meaning free, ready, quick, willing and prompt. So God's grace is gratis. It is free to all who accept what Jesus did to them. So grace is unconditional love and it's free. Wow. How awesome is that? 
We don't have to pay for it. We don't have to work for it. We don't have to strive for it. We don't have to um, do 20 or 40 push-ups. I'd be lucky to do one. But we don't have to do anything to earn grace. Grace is freely given to each and every one of us in such a powerful and a mighty way. Some people may even say the word grace is the greatest word in the scripture, even greater than love, because grace is love in action. See, Romans 11.6, since it is through God's kindness, then it is not by their good works. For in that case, God's grace would not be what really is free and undeserved. The grace of God has nothing to do with us. We can't do anything to deserve it, earn it. It has been freely given. So what do we do with this grace? So what we do with this grace is we need to accept it. Now today, a lot of you in this room would have accepted this grace. But the sad part is as humans, we still put a restriction on that grace. We put a restriction on how that grace flows, but we also put a restriction on how that grace is given to us. See, God says, I've given you this grace so you can have freedom and relationship with me. James 4, 6 says, and he gives grace generously, as the scripture says, God opposes the proud but gives grace to the humble. We can't show grace if we're proud. We can't accept grace if we're proud. We have to allow God to do something extraordinary in us. We also can't give grace if we're holding unforgiveness and we can't accept grace if we've got unforgiveness in our lives. There's areas in our lives that need to be spoken to. And we're coming into this year, the second month of this year, and we're going, God, we want to see you do greater. We want to see you do more. We want to see things happen in our lives. Lord, I want to be more effective in my workplace. I want to be more effective in my universities. I want to be more effective in my school. I want to be more effective in my street, in my community. God, I want to see greater things happen. If we want these things, then we've got to truly get the grasp on what this word grace means. Because when we truly understand the word grace, what happens is if our neighbour's not a very nice neighbour, there's grace. That we make a determined decision, I'm going to love that person unconditionally until they come through. Until they see who we are. That actually we love a father in heaven. That's incredible. And that he can be your saviour too. To show grace to others, we need to be humble and let go of pride. Pride is one of our greatest destroyers. Pride is what makes us think we are better than anyone else. But God's grace puts us all on the same playing field. No one is better than anyone else. We are all saved by grace. Can I say one thing though? Grace is not an excuse to sin. Grace is not an excuse to go, oh, well, I'll go and do this because God's grace is so amazing, and it is, and he will. But it's not an opportunity to just go, I can do what I like because God's grace is there. But grace is something that we accept 
And when we accept the Saviour, there's a longing within us that says, I want to serve God in a greater way. I want to read his word more. I want to be in his presence in a greater way. I want to come into his place like I've never come before. I want to know more about my Saviour, this this man who came to this earth to die on a cross for me. I want to know more of why he would do that. And I want that grace that is given to me to come out of me and flow out of me in a way that is more precious than it's ever been in my life. So grace actually, like James says, faith and good deeds go hand in hand. Because when we understand the grace, something compels us to love unconditionally. Something compels us to do more. Something compels us to say, God, I want other people to know this same grace that I have received. To show grace is having a humble spirit. To allow God to have first place. So what it really means is saying to God, hey God, I want you to speak to me. If there are areas in my life that I need to let go of, then I want you to remove them. See, sometimes we think pride is more about someone who goes, tells you all that they've got and you know they're great and they're wonderful. But actually pride is also someone who won't take help. Someone who won't change. Someone who says, I can do it on my own. I don't need you. I'm good. No, it's okay. That's pride. And pride is not grace. So when we stop and we say, I can't do it on my own. I can't walk this life and this journey by myself. And the scripture's really strong on it. It says, come on, come together. Join together, encourage one another, uplift one another. Paul's always challenging and encouraging and asking people to reach out in a greater way and look out for each other. So pride needs to go. Pride's what stops us from forgiving. Pride's what stops us in so many areas. And pride cannot flow grace. It can't because pride will say, I can't be with that person because they're a bit weird or I can't extend my grace to that person because like seriously, it's not going to work. But grace is when we truly get it. We're like, God, this person might be a little bit difficult but I know you can give me the grace, the unconditional love that can flow out of me to love them no matter what, to enable them to come into the fullness of understanding this word for themselves. When we're on holidays, um, Britt and Josh and, and Michaela and Wayne and I and little Alex, we went out to a restaurant for dinner. And um, anyway, we get there and it's huge restaurant and so we go and we're standing waiting to be seated and we look around we're waiting waiting and if anybody knows me I'm not really good at waiting the grace doesn't flow great and so I'm like this is ridiculous seriously and all we could see was one girl serving 
One girl running around doing everything. And so she's over at a table taking a, an order and we're there and then there's another couple behind us waiting to be seated. And I just went, oh, this is silly. So I just went over, grabbed some menus, found a table and said, come on, family, let's sit down. So we all sat down, you know, as you do, you, you take charge. Is that right? And um, no, probably not. Not much grace is flowing right now. And so we all sit down and um, I'm looking around. I'm thinking, okay, we need some water for the table. Um, I was even contemplating clearing the tables, like helping out a little bit. But we sat there and then eventually the other couple that was behind us, they decided that they would probably do the same but then looked at each other and they left Um, They didn't stay. Um, So we were there and then this girl comes up and I said, I'm sorry, we just found a table. She said, oh, thank you so much for that. I really appreciate it. Oh, that's fine. Not a problem. Phew, I thought I was going to get into trouble, but nope. And then they started to share what had actually happened. And a whole lot, a number of the staff had just rung up sick at the last minute and said, we're not coming in. And they couldn't fill the positions. They couldn't get other staff. And so they ended up with two girls running the whole restaurant, running around, taking the orders, getting the drinks, doing everything. And the minute that we found that out, grace flowed. It just flowed. It was like, it doesn't matter. If we're here a bit longer, it doesn't matter. You know, they're doing their best. And as we're leaving, I turned to the girl and I said, you're a legend. What you did today was amazing. And we didn't even have to wait too long. It was really good. But if I didn't know that reason behind it, I probably wouldn't have had the grace that I was supposed to have. I probably would have gone, oh, this is ridiculous. Seriously, we need to get a grip here. Do they even know how to run a restaurant? (laughs) That's not grace. But that's the problem, see? That's what a lot of us do. We actually don't show grace. And that's just one example and it's maybe a little bit of a sillier one. But the truth is that it happens in church. It happens in our community. We don't show grace. We get annoyed at people. We get annoyed because they're they're in the queue at the um, supermarket and they're taking forever. And it's like, can I please just help you put the groceries on the thing so that we can keep moving here? It's not grace. But we don't know what that person's been through. We don't know if they've um, hurt their hand or hurt their foot and can't walk, you know. Like my father-in-law, he, he, he did, he broke it. Everybody say, oh, thank you. Did you like that? Yeah. And Denise has been showing amazing grace. She's been driving him around. And if anybody knows my father-in-law... Not pretty. <laughs> he's just like my husband. Not pretty. And so he's been doing it. And he's been so generous to her. Please don't talk in the car. Why? Because he wants to show grace. He's not talking because he doesn't want to say anything that would be hurtful. <laughs> Isn't that lovely? That's grace. That's grace. The truth is, he says if he talks, she'll lose concentration. That's not grace. Sorry, that was totally off the track. But what we're trying to say here is that grace is a word that is hard to comprehend. 
it's hard to allow it to flow. I've just given you examples. I think I lose grace every day. <laughs> you know, grace when I'm in the car, when somebody's going slow up the front and you're like, really? Are you serious? Yesterday there were three push bikes. Bless them. <laughs> it was grace. <laughs> Brit was driving the car. And they were just in front. They were taking up the whole road. It's like, seriously, guys, you don't own the road. Actually, they do. They sort of wouldn't pull over. And all it was like was, please, just pull over so we can all get past. There was no grace. But grace needs to flow from us in a way that we can't explain. And I believe the only way we can allow grace to flow is when we allow the Holy Spirit to come into our lives in a greater way, to just allow it to flow out of us and allow us to be who God wants us to be. Jesus died on the cross for each and every one of us. He died so willingly, unconditional love. He died by forgiving those that put him there. Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. He didn't have any pride. He went to that cross for each and every one of us. The grace was flowing. He rose from the dead. The grace was flowing. So we could have relationship with the Father in heaven. But the grace needs to be extended. The grace needs to be given. In so many ways, the grace needs to be generous. It needs to be relational. It needs to be authentic. We can't fake the grace. It needs to be compelling. When somebody is showing grace, they're compelling. Something within you just, it, it comes forward. We watched a film. I'm not going to spoil it. But we watched that film and I always get it wrong. But it's about the neighbourhood, you know. Will you be my neighbour? Has anybody seen it? It's not called that. Thank you. What's it called? beautiful day in the neighbourhood. And all of you have seen the shorts and gone, are you serious? Do you really want to go and see that? Especially the younger people. Because it's not like a gripping start. But let me encourage you. I don't recommend films very often, but I will recommend this one. It is all about grace. It's about a man who knows what it is to extend grace at all times. And through that brings another man to a place of understanding what unconditional love is, understanding forgiveness. And because of what happened, this man's life is changed and he extends grace. It's an amazing film. But what it actually did for me when I watched it was, Lord, who am I holding back on? Who am I stopping to show that grace? Why isn't it flowing out of me? This man was so beautiful. Didn't matter what was said to him, he showed grace. Was he perfect? No. And he admitted that. But he showed grace. It's a real story. It's a, a true story. It's a real story. It's a true story. And it's one that we can really learn from about how to show 
incredible grace. So grace can only be shown by letting go of areas in our lives like pride. Proverbs 11.2 said pride leads to disgrace but with humility comes wisdom. Unforgiveness stops us from entering the kingdom of heaven. There's scriptures that talk about that. Jesus held no unforgiveness on the cross. We have to resolve it. Unworthiness. Jesus loved us so much and thought us so worthy to go to the cross. We can't afford to allow ourselves to feel unworthy. When we feel unworthy, we find it hard at times to believe others are worthy of the gift. If you don't feel worthy of this grace, have a mindset change. You are worthy. There's nothing you can do. You cannot earn this grace. It is free. It's for you. You don't have to try and have it. You don't have to try and do something for it. It just is given to you. It is free, unconditional. So stop allowing the enemy to say you're not good enough. Stop allowing the enemy coming and speaking those words into you that says you won't make it. You're not a good enough Christian. You'll never be who God wants you to be. You can't do that. Why are you even bothering? What's the point? That's all rubbish. The unconditional love and grace that flows is coming to us in such a powerful way that says you are worthy. But when you feel that unworthiness, when you feel like you're not good enough in God's presence, can I have the musicians, please? When you feel like you're not worthy enough, what actually happens is you can't freely let it flow. Well, I was on holidays this last two weeks. You know, last year was a busy year. And sometimes what happens is in our busyness, we forget to stop and take time to understand what Jesus really did for us. Now, I love the Lord with all my heart, soul and mind, but I felt dry. I felt empty. I was like, God, help me. You've given us a challenge to go forward and do even greater this year. What am I going to do? And it was in that moment that I came into God's presence and God said, Ruth, it's not what you do that sustains you. It's what I do for you. It's not how you go ahead and do what you're doing. It's when you're resting in me and knowing that my grace is sufficient for you, that my grace is there for you. It was in that moment that I felt like God just tipped the whole bucket of grace all over me. That suddenly I felt so strongly his presence. See, standing in the meeting this morning as the worship's going, tears are streaming down my face because I know that the grace of God is so real. We're all the same. And the only way that we truly understand the grace is when we give time to our Saviour and we say, Jesus, thank you. Thank you for what you did on the cross. Thank you for the way that you came into my life. Thank you. But Jesus, I don't want to be empty. I don't want to go into 2020 and not knowing how to walk in your grace. That when things aren't going my way, that I walk in the grace that my mouth comes across beautiful, not ugly. That my talk 
is your talk that the way I am is who you want me to be. But you have to sustain me and you have to enable me and give me the ability to be all that you've called me to be. I titled my sermon, Grace Should Be Our Go-To. If we're going to see people come to Christ, if we're going to see our lives made free, it's understanding grace. So let us be people that show grace and mercy. I want to be a church that people say, Resound Church, they show unconditional love there. They show grace. Let us be people to love no matter what. Let us be quick to forgive and quick to love. Paul, in his parting speech, in Acts chapter 20, verse 32 to 35 in the Passion Translation, says, And now I entrust you to God and the message of his grace that is able to build you up and give you an inheritance with all those he has set apart for himself. I never coveted anyone's silver or gold or fine clothes. You know that these hands of mine have worked to supply my own needs and even the needs of those who were with me. And I have been a constant example of how you can help those in need by working hard. You should remember the words of the Lord Jesus. It is more blessed to give than to receive. His parting words as he was leaving, he reiterated that word grace. This morning, church, I want to encourage you. Let's be a church of grace. Let's be a church that aren't quick to be judgmental, quick to have our point of view, but let's be people that know the Word of God and are solid in who He is and determined to go forward like never before. Let's stand to our feet, please. I pray for all of us it wouldn't be right of me if I didn't stand here this morning and extend to you if you do not know this grace that I'm talking about if you haven't personally accepted Jesus if you haven't personally come to the understanding of who he is then I want to extend that to you and say hey today why don't you accept Jesus Why don't you accept this grace, this unconditional grace? Because he's for you. And he's there in your darkest times. He's there when you need him. You may say, but is he really real? Does he exist? It's a faith step. It's something that we have to step out and go, you know what? I'm not sure if he's real, but I'm going to take this step of faith and I'm going to believe. See, we don't believe in God for what he does for us. We don't believe in God for whether he does a miracle or he doesn't. We believe in God because he sent his son Jesus to die on a cross for each one of us. And when we say, Jesus, I accept you, we have relationship with the Father. So this morning, if you'd like to bow your heads and shut your eyes, I want to give an opportunity to anybody in this place this morning. If you want to know more about Jesus, if you want to explore more about this this whole life of living in grace, then I encourage you, why don't you lift your hand this morning and we'd like to pray for you. 
I'm not going to invite you out. I'm not going to make you look like a fool. But I want to say that this morning, this grace is for you. Is there anyone here today? Right now, I'm going to pray for all of you. That in this year, 2020, you're going to know a greater understanding of grace. And that when somebody cuts you off in the car, suddenly you're going to find yourself not caring, but going, oh, well, they must be having a bad day. Or something happens and the queue's short, not getting short and it's long. You're like, what's going on? Suddenly you're just standing there going, it's okay, there must be a reason. That grace flows, that the people that you need to forgive, that suddenly you just go, oh my goodness, I feel like I, I know I've forgiven them. That pride, I need help. It goes and you say, hey, and the grace is extended. So let's pray. Father, thank you. Thank you that at this church there is incredible people. That God, you want to do more in this house than you've ever done before. That here at Resound Church, God, you want it to be a house that people know grace flows from. That Lord, you want it to be a house that when people come here, instantly they feel that unconditional love. Instantly they know that your hand is upon them. Instantly they understand who you are. So Lord, will you help us today? And Lord, if there's anyone here that needs to understand grace in a greater way, will you just allow them right now to feel your presence and know that warmth feeling of love and grace and mercy in your name. Amen. Hey, what a great message. Thanks for joining us here at Resound Church. We pray that you've been encouraged through the message and that you've grown just a little bit closer to God. While you're online, why don't you head over and give us a like on Facebook or Instagram or check out our website at resound.church. You can subscribe to our content on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or head over to our website resound.church forward slash app to grab our app, which will keep you up to date with everything going on. Well, don't forget next week, there'll be another amazing podcast here to listen to from Resound Church. We hope you join us then.